I'm Yasi Salik, and I'm the host of Bandsplain, a show where we explain cult bands and iconic artists by going deep into their histories and discographies. We're back with a brand new season at our brand new home, the Ringer Podcast Network, tackling a whole new batch of artists, from grunge gods to power pop pioneers to new metal legends, and many, many more. Listen to new episodes every Thursday, only on Spotify. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Let's roll, baby. A special Memorial Day Monday edition of East Coast Bias. And I hope everybody out there had a very happy and enjoyable Memorial Day weekend. My goodness, we have a Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Celtics, 48 hours later, Joe House, Raheem Palmer. I can't believe what I just saw. Literally, like, I I woke up Sunday morning and I was, like, still buzzing. And I still couldn't believe the developments of the last three and a half minutes. So, of course, we had to do a bonus podcast. Of course, we had to get you ready for game seven. House, that's one of the craziest finishes to a game that I've ever seen. I mean, the Celtics did everything imaginable over the final three minutes to give the game to the Miami Heat. Al Horford with one of the worst fouls you'll ever have because there's not a chance in hell Jimmy Butler was making that three with the way he was shooting, from the angle he was at, there was there was no way in the world that was going in. And then to have the tip in and for that game to end like that, going to the replay review, seeing it's clearly in house. Absolute insanity, dude. No other way to put it. One for the ages. And really, by the by this time tomorrow morning, are we going to be sitting here saying legitimately one for the ages, the first comeback from 03 in NBA? history this group right here this east coast bias crew we we kind of acknowledge this possibility now i would not have written that script with Derek white put back because it would have been thrown right in the garbage uh you put that out in front of anybody and say this is the way that it might go down and they get out of here with all of that you know fantastical disney nonsense but this uh series has been razor sharp and also playing according to the um, trends that 
were established right out of the, the gate, which is whichever team shoots better than three has the most likely chance to win. Miami has shot better from three, and they had the most likely chance to win. It took an extraordinarily unlikely set of circumstances and all that love to Derek White that he's getting. He's catching all those bouquets all weekend long from not just uh, the Celtic uh, the Celtic faithful, but all across the NBA spectrum. Man, guys with that kind of basketball IQ always have a place in this league. Dream. It's it's a it's literally a dream to be sitting here with a game seven in front of us. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we said the other day we went at some Memorial Day basketball. We got some Memorial Day basketball. I mean, that ended of that game was just amazing. I mean, it was 98-88 with 436 to go. And the Celtics scored just six points for the rest of the game. I mean, this is a team that, you know, we've spoken at length about their clutch time issues, and they showed up like in a major, major way could have ended that series. But, you know, Derek White made probably one of the greatest plays of all time. And you had it bounce in the direct way for him to pick that up. So um, we got game seven tonight and I'm excited. You have to be excited. And, you know, Raheem, you bring up an interesting point because my first inclination when I see the replay and I see Derek White come out of nowhere and, and get the tip in, I'm like, how in the world do you not box out? Like, it's simple basketball one-on-one where it's like, well, you got to box out. You can't be standing and watching the whole deal. But I'm glad that you mentioned the perfect bounce because you did need the perfect bounce. The Marcus Smart shot goes in and out. It looked like it was going to drop. Then it goes out. It literally is right to Derek White, and he's able to go and put it up. Like, it's one of those, like, perfect chain of events that, like, everything needs to go a certain way because if that ball hits the back iron and maybe goes forward and Derek White can't grab it cleanly. Game over. Miami celebrating the whole deal. Derek White, give him credit. He's in the right place at the right time. That's unbelievable basketball IQ. That's winning basketball right there. But it does show you at times you got to have a break or two to go a certain way in order for you to pull it off, you know? Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, I mean, look, a lot of people are going to criticize Max Struess, but Max Struess did what he was supposed to do. He 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 made sure he that Jason Tatum did Tatum not didn't touch the ball. the ball. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The the only quibble would be, um, should the double have come the double on Tatum come from somewhere else so that Struess could guard the inbounder? Because you know, basketball nerds like to we 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 were it was built into our our hoops DNA even even in the grade school. Days got to guard the inbounder because that's the dude that might get the catch, you know, uh, as soon as the ball comes in. But I'm not here here to quibble with any of it. I'm here to sit down and try and make us some money right here tonight, Game Seven. Now, I mean, big picture wise, JJ, it's it's outrageous. This is now the fourth Game Seven for these Celtics in the last two seasons. These Celtics, this is their tenth elimination game they are eight and one in elimination games coming into tonight this team is built for it now we have been properly respectful and very complimentary of this Miami Heat team and their ability to write a brand new script come playoff time but they are up against it's an immovable force against uh whatever it is the the uh, impenetrable, whatever. I, I'm I'm gonna botch it because I haven't had enough <laughs> coffee. It's a holiday weekend. Uh, but look, God, these two forces are colliding. The only aspect of it to me that you know really shades it is the fact that it's in Boston, and you know that those leprechauns are underneath the floor running around. That that's my that's the kickoff to my gambling analysis. 
listen, I think everybody's going to expect Boston to win this game, right? Boston 3-0, they even it to 3-3. They get the dramatic Game 6 victory. Now they're back at home. House, you just illustrated their record in these elimination games over the last two years outside of Game 6 against the Golden State Warriors. They've been nothing short of outstanding. Game 6 in Milwaukee, Game 6 in Philadelphia, what they've done in this Miami series. My, believe it or not, first inclination after that Derek White play happens, I'm like, well, how do you recover from it? It takes a certain group of individuals that are wired a certain way to be able to go and play well the next time out. And the one that like dawned on me, and this is kind of how I see this game playing out, and I can't say they're the same because, listen, the San Antonio Spurs had one of the 15 greatest players of all time on their team in Tim Duncan, okay? They had Manu Ginobili. They had Tony Parker. They had Greg Popovich. They had a, a bunch of guys who had won multiple championships. But if you go back to 2013, they lose the Ray Allen game when they can't hit free throws. They got to go play game seven. They fought their asses off in game seven. They played their hearts out in that game. LeBron was just a little bit better. I kind of see this game with this Miami team in a similar light. They're on the road, heartbreaking loss. Miami's got dudes that I think are going to compete their tails off. I really do. Jimmy Butler could not have played a worse game than he did in game six. He was just miserable. Like for three and a half quarters, I'm sitting there watching the game saying, this is the worst I've ever seen Jimmy Butler play. Time Lord is getting in his head, not attacking a basket the same way he normally would attack the basket. Stunk. Bam out of bio, stunk. Like, those two guys could not have played worse for the Miami Heat. Miami was able to stay in the game because they hit a bunch of threes. I think Butler is going to play much better tonight. I do. I think Bam out of bio is going to play much better tonight. And therefore, Raheem, to me, I think Boston's better. I understand Boston's at home. And I think at the end of the day, Boston is probably going to win this game. But, like, I have a few people in my life saying it's going to be like a 20-point Celtic win. This is going to be a repeat of what we saw in game five, I, I don't see it that way. I think Miami is going to fight to the death. I really do. That's my take going into the game. So there you have it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are just looking at the trends. I mean, we all know home teams in game seven are 36 and 19 straight up um, in, in game sevens. I mean, obviously, when you look at favorites, they're 40 and 19, 67% straight up, according to Bet Labs. So, like, home favorites, I mean, are a monster. But And, and when you dig into those numbers, you find that over the last three seasons, home teams in game seven are just three and five. And you see since the, I mean, I guess the last couple of seasons, you know, favorites, I mean, are just, I mean, they're still crushing, but it's not to the level that it used to be. Now, when you look at the Celtics team, the one thing that they they have shown us is that they're, they don't put teams away. Like, I mean, for this team to be up 98-88, with four minutes to go and score six points for the rest of the game, that tells you that there's some issues with their clutch time offense. And we've seen that all throughout the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown era. So for me, I mean, look, I think this Miami Heat team, they've been here last year. They were in game seven and they were a Jimmy Butler three-pointer away from going to the NBA finals. We all know, you, you said it yourself, Jimmy Butler, 
I mean, this guy was just five for 21 from behind um, from the field the other day. Um, Bam out of bio, four for 16. These guys are going to play better. Um, I don't know if you're going to get a better performance from Kyle Lowry, but I mean, the, the most consistent thing that we've seen throughout this series is that the team who hits the most threes is going to have the, the best chance of winning. And we don't know if, you know, the Celtics are going to go out there and shoot 40% from three or they're going to go out there and shoot you know, 30% from three. I, I just think this is going to be a close game. I personally don't want to bet the side on this game just because, I mean, it's the three-point variance series. I mean, I, I don't trust either one of these teams at this point in time, but I, I'm going to stay away from the side personally. Yeah, so Dream is all over it, obviously. Uh, and, you know, when you look at the shooting performance of guys not named Bam and Jimmy, from the three-point line by the Heat. That is the reason that that game went the way that it went. Kayla Martin, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson with 12-4-25 from three. It felt unsustainable. I watched the first half of that game. I'm like, they cannot keep up this rate of making threes. The only reason they were in the game is because of the, the, the number of threes that they were making. And to Dream's point about this, the, you know, the, the Boston being stagnant over those last four minutes, they also gave up 15 points in the last four minutes. That's not very good defense. And I personally had a little bit of a, a quibble without Horford down this stretch. Now, I know that the Heat were doing a good job of putting him on an island against Jimmy Butler, but both the he fouled Jimmy Butler twice on plays that he just needed to get the hell out of the way. There's absolutely no reason that he fouled him on the and one when Butler got all the way into the paint. And there's no reason to be that physical with Jimmy Butler out there at the three-point line. And a guy who's uh, just puts on a master class of getting foul calls. But the, the, the difference to this game is the three-point variance. This is not a new development. Boston, you know, uh, Matt Moore um, did a nice breakdown on the Action Network with with just shooting 35% from three. They're 20 and eight straight up. They're 19 and nine against the spread. When it goes up to 40%, we've been circling 40% as the magic number for Boston, eight and two straight up and against the spread. I also share the view of not wanting to uh, lay the points. I have a particular parlay that I'm going to play that features Boston winning this, but I mean, I, I could save it until we we get down to, you know, when it, when it's time to try and generate a little return on investment. I, I can save the parlay for now. No, I mean, Matt, you might, you might as well get into it right now. We want to hear it. The hold people want to hear it. Well, <laughs> well, I'm hold on a second, though. Yeah. Because we, we got to take a break. We got to take care of something really quick. We will hear House's parlay when we come back. And I also want to throw out one of the old adages that you normally have with these NBA playoff games and why I don't subscribe to it. I kind of hinted at it, but I don't subscribe to it in this particular game. All right, quick break and we'll come back. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. 
To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, House, before we hear your parlay, Raheem, normally with these games, we talk about it all the time. The underdog, they usually, there's a direct correlation. If they cover, they win the game outright. I don't see that correlation necessarily in this game. Am I like crazy to look at it that way? Like, I know, I know Boston has struggled in crunch time. I know you can make the argument if the game is close, Miami's going to pull it out of the fire. But I can see a nail biter like we had in game six, dude. I, I really can. I, I, I think there are a lot of pathways for that. I think there are a lot of avenues for that. Do you look at this game and say, listen, if you like Miami seven and a half tonight, just play them outright? Or do you not look at the game that way? Because I don't. I, I don't. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I think you're right. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing is, is about this game is that we've seen the Celtics have clutch time issues over and over and over and over again. So I think this, I mean, like, obviously, I gave out the under the other day, 203 and a half. I think this could be a, a close game where it's decided by one or two possessions. And the market actually agrees with you because this line actually opened Celtics minus eight, and we're down to, to minus seven right now. So wow, I, seven. I seven. Yeah. I feel better about locking in my seven and a half then. Oh, man. Yeah. Seven. And the fun thing is the the total has, has really hung in there at that 203 and a half. It bounced down to 203, but then some po- folks jumped up. So I, I think it's still sitting there at 203 and a half. Obviously, I'm on board with Dreams Under. It was the first thing I fired on. And the, with the biggest uh, discrepancy, I think, that we are going to see in this Game 7, we're not going to have 63 free throws in this Game 7. I think oh, we're going to... Oh, the officiating the other night. Listen, I can talk about it all the time. It drives me to drink. It was absurd, yeah. House. <laughs> it was absurd. Like, stay out of the way. Stay out of the way and let's play basketball, yeah. please. So I think the, the the officials for tonight will have that message and, and take it to heart. I think it's going to be physical tonight. I think that does give Boston an edge. I think their their strategy of clogging the paint and daring the guys to come in. I mean, the uh, shot percentage of Bam and Jimmy um, from, from, you know, I think they were 9 to 37 combined. And also, you know, the, the um, shots around the paint for Miami, the percentages are... Uh, stark they're 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 dire uh and i don't think that's gonna change um up in boston if if the refs uh swallow the whistle a little bit but the way i want to play this thing this is a sweetheart sucker parlay oh um, boy hide the women is... and children uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh well look i i am a, a creature of the moment for sure this is my way of giving Derek white his flowers i am parlaying Derek white over two and a half three pointers only because he's oh, done two it every and a half. I thought maybe you were going to give me one and a half. You're going to two and a half. All right, you really want to mm. jack it up. Well, because okay. then, then I get my price. He's hit over two and a half threes in every game this series thus far. And so uh, I love the swag. I love the moment. I love him at home. The home team will carry him forward for getting this. And I just can parlay that with the Boston win. That's, that's plus money, plus 143. Uh, available right now on that parlay. Plus I don't hate that at all. House. Winning. That's all. I don't hate that at all. I mean, that almost that almost seems like you said, sweetheart. Too good to be true, Raheem. That almost seems. Yeah, too good I to mean, be he's true. he's he's taking almost a seven threes a game in this series. So I'm not mad at that at all. So um, I, I think that's a good one. Well, I think playing Boston 
from a money line perspective and then finding somebody to go and hit a couple of threes is a good way to do it. Derek White is clearly one of those guys. Raheem, under, because you texted us immediately right after game six. You're like, guys, bet it now. Bet it now. Don't waste any time. Bet it now. I took your advice. House took your advice. We're on the under. We got a better number than the number we're looking at right now. But for people who listen to this podcast on their Memorial Day Monday, they're driving back from their, their lake house, their beach house, their barbecue, where they're getting ready for the game. When does this total reach a point where you say, man, you missed the boat, you can't get on board? Is there a number that you look at where you say, yeah, the under now is too rich. It's it's too rich for my liking. It's 202 for me. Okay. Um. I just, you know, like once it starts to move, you know, too much, I just don't, you, I mean, it opened around 204 and a half. That's where I got it. Once it hits the 202, I, I think you got, I think you can play it down to 202, but anything lower than that, I mean, you got to stay away. Well, if you look at FanDuel House, it's a 203 and a half. That is our total right now for a game seven, 203 and a half. So you heard that here first, folks. You get to 202, don't bet it. Yeah, and let me bounce this off, Dream. If you're going to play the game total, what about the first half total? I think it's sitting right now. JJ, confirm this for me. I think it's sitting around 104. If our thesis that this is going to be, you know, a a knockdown drag out, if they're going to permit some physicality in this one, we're not going to have all those free throws. I like the 104 in the first half. I like these two teams coming out. You know, they know each other so well. They know exactly what what they're going to run. Uh, I don't think either team will come out necessarily, you know, drain eight threes in the first quarter kind of thing. Dream, what about a first half under as well? Is that, you know, 102 now? I'm well, looking right now. Hold JJ's on, guys. Firing Sorry, up I'm, the, I'm yeah. bouncing around on this app. The combobulator. So, how do you feel about 104 and a half for him? Does that change things for you? I'm not, I mean, I'm not mad at it, but I'm personally not going to play it. I mean, when you look at the, I mean, we actually played the first half under in game five. I mean, when you look at the first half totals in this series, they're right around that. I mean, I think, you know, game two was 104. Game three was 107. Game four was 106. Um, You know, like, I think we played the under 110 and it might have been like 102. So it's like right around in that range. So I think it's priced properly, um, but I'm not mad at it at all. Raheem, 100 time. Now, we know you're on the under. We know you're not playing the side. Are you giving us anything tonight? What's the deal? You know, I don't I actually don't have any other props. I'm just going to stick with the under. Um, I, I think, you know, like the under in game sevens are like a 62% wager. Um, and I just kind of just blindly play them. And like, there's no reason to go with anything else. Like if I had to play a side in this one, I, I probably would be, I'd probably be looking to, you know, find a way to play Miami somehow, some way, but I just haven't been able to find one. Like I was kind of like looking at Miami first half, um, just because I think Miami is going to end up winning one of these halves. Um, but I just can't find a way to play it. Um, so I'm going to stay away from the side. I don't really like any props. I mean, we, we played, um, Kyle Martin over points and, um, three-point shooting earlier in this series. And now he's all the way up to about 15 points now. So um, I can't play that. So it's just, I, I'm just going to go with the under. Fair enough. House, you know, from a prop standpoint, you know what I love is an under? Under Here. eight and a half points for Duncan Robinson. Okay. Duncan Robinson hit a gazillion threes. He missed the last two that couldn't have been more wide open. And I just have a feeling this is not going to be a Duncan Robinson game. Now, the only caveat is if he's on the floor, it seems like he finds a way to get open shots. But 
I'm going to say on the road, he's not hitting. Ter- you know, he's not going to the rack. So I'm taking under eight and a half points for Duncan Robinson. I like that. Uh, I love that. I'm going to join you on it. I'll put that with my Boston to win parlay uh, as well. I'm going to line all these up. I'm also going to go ahead and do some star player parlays just because I want when the bright lights are on in game seven, I like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, the squarest of square. I want to see uh, Jason Tatum go off for 35. I want to see Jimmy Butler go off for 35. You could play, you know, I think Jimmy Butler's point total is 28 and a half. You can play over that for a, a small juice, maybe like minus 102 or something. And then Brad, uh, Jason Tatum over 31 and a half is around even money. I mean, I, I just, sometimes I want to bet a tiny amount on what I want to see uh, and have my rooting interest aligned with my pocketbook. You, you know what I'm saying, JJ? Well, yeah. boys, this was fun. A bonus East Coast bias because everybody is chomping at the bit to get ready for game seven. We will be back tomorrow and Wednesday on FanDuel TV in the morning and we'll have an NBA Finals matchup. The Denver Nuggets, I, I don't know what they've been doing over the last week. Maybe they've been getting out on the golf course. Maybe they went on a little vacation. Maybe they're just keeping their conditioning up. But the rest versus rust narrative is going to be a big one right out of the gate, whether game one is in Boston or game one is in the mile high altitude. So we got time to uh, decipher what that's going to be. We got a game F- seven. To finals get odds, finals odds, new finals odds are up before we go. Yes. Denver Nuggets are down to minus 125. Um, so it's I looking like, it I at, mean, let me tell you right now, that'll be a hammer city proposition for me. I will the, be, the Celtics actually going to be favorites. They're going to be favorites in the series if they if they win tonight. Well, because they're going to have home court <laughs> advantage. That's why I yeah. think that might end up being like the the shifter, and maybe you know the odds makers are just kind of rewarding Boston for being like this preseason favorite all year. But uh, spoiler alert: no matter who wins this game, I will be on the Nuggets in the next series. Mark it down. On that note, Joe House, Raheem Palmer, good job by the War Gone Warrior. All right, boys, we'll chat tomorrow. Buckle up. Can't wait. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.